Hey everybody, this is Zach Marzo with Melman Podcast. David Melman. David Melman is here, and we're actually really excited. We have um, not only two friends of ours, but they're actually our managed service provider for Melman Law Group. Uh, I have Parham and Cassandra here. I wanted to uh, get them on the mic right away, let uh, everybody know what they do, how they can help. So I don't want to uh, waste any more time. Jump right in and uh, introduce yourselves. Let us know uh, what you do, and we'll uh, let it flow. Okay, so my name's Cassandra, and this is Parm over here, too. Um, and I guess, so I'll jump right into starting with a yes, little bit please. about what we do. So essentially, in every business, you have, I don't know, there's a lot of technology. And a lot of people, when you ask them, what technology do you have in your business? Their answer is, well, I don't know. We have some printers. We have some phones. We can connect to the internet. And that's <laughs> kind of the extent of that conversation. But when you start going through it, there's pretty much anything with an on and off switch is something that can be remote managed, can be taken off your hands, something that we can come in and help you with and make the process a little bit easier. The big difference between an IT company or the local IT guy and a managed service provider is we put all those pieces together because our goal is not, we don't get excited about technology. What we get excited about is when our clients get to go back to what they do. They didn't start a business. You know, the Melman Law Group did not start because David and Marina were thinking, hey, one day we want to manage 25 printers and 14 <laughs> phones. They started because they wanted to help their clients in legal situations. And same with our other clients. We have clients in the healthcare industries or retail. And all of our clients went into business to do what they went into business for, not to be printer repair guys, basically. Right? And so what we get excited about is when we get to go in there and we get to look at a process and make the process better for a business and put everything that's technology-related together in a sense that our clients – it's transparent to them. Our clients shouldn't have to worry about their technology. They should just go into work and do their job. And in fact, it makes me incredibly happy when I hear my clients say, you know, what, ex what is it you guys actually do? Because our technology just always works. And, that, and it's always working because behind the scenes, 24 seven, 365, you've got a team of professionals with decades of experience making sure that best practices are implemented. It's not just a reactionary, which is what the local IT person is. When something breaks, and your business is offline the whole day or maybe a couple of days out of the week, you call somebody, you have to find somebody, and you call them, they come in, they explore, and they repair something. With us, it's very preventative. You know, it's very similar to the difference between somebody who has a heart attack and then they go to the doctor versus someone who takes care of themselves, they go to the chiropractor, they eat properly, they work out, and they think in advance, you know, what do, you know, what do I want to be like in three years? Indeed. Listen, it's, it's true what they say. An ounce of prevention is worth never doing a Microsoft software update again. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. No. Oh, I want David to, to share um, what Parham and Cassandra have done for um, Melman Law Group. Parham talking about preventative kind of playing offense as opposed to waiting for something to break or happen. And it's reactionary because um, with COVID-19 and the coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, they came in super handy and had us kind of ahead of the game, uh, ready to rock and roll during the tough times. It was absolutely incredible. Um, I'm a very hands-on person, the way I run things and how I teach and how I like my team. So when I found out that even though we're an essential business, we could have worked from here, we had the option to work from home. Um, and for me to make that jump, which I'm sure a lot of other business owners 
are in the same shoes as I am, it's a scary jump to wonder, can your whole team work from home? Who's going to be efficient? How are you going to manage them? And I worried all day for a couple days before we made the call to work from home. And that was a couple days before they even put that shelter order. And remember, we had that meeting. And that was the easiest call. When I talked to Parham and Cassandra before that call, everything was in order. The phones were set up. Everyone's app. Cassandra had a group meeting with everybody well before that to make sure the apps were on the phones, meaning any phone call that came in to the office line was automatically transferred to the cell phone. Um, I also had a massive portal that I could look into and see everything, missed calls, outgoing, incoming, per extension, what's happening. So I, as I'm working from home, there was comfort knowing that when the phones were ringing, everyone was picking them up. There were not many missed calls. I can track that. Um, I could also hear the calls that were going on. You know, I can hear every single phone call that came into the office. A regular phone is not going to do that. And that's over my head. Um, that's a small thing that they've done before COVID. Everything that needs to get done, anything that comes in, any software that has to be installed, printers, scanners, faxes, they go bad. It gets confusing. You want to think you can do it yourself. You're going to mess it up for everybody. And we're lucky to have seven or eight printers in here. Some businesses only have one or two. If one of them goes down, no one's going to use it in the whole office. They might have a central station where they use the printer. I mean, and above that, and you talk about playing offense and defense, Cassandra sends an email to our office manager. They actually created a point of contact for the business to have one person to talk to. Rather than wondering, who am I going to talk to today? It's one person. So anybody in my office that has an issue, they'll send it to Wendy. And Wendy will send it right to Cassandra. But not only that, she actually sends an email every month as a follow-up to make sure everything's going smooth. Like before it even goes bad, she'll send Wendy an email and she'll say, hey, I want to make sure everything is in order or anything we can do for you guys. That's the business you guys are running. That's why we get along because in our business, we play offense. We don't play defense. You know, and I hate when people play defense and you have to worry about getting a hold of somebody when something breaks. You guys are one step ahead of it, making sure everything in our office is smooth so we can make sure our clients are happy. We can grow our company and not worry about those things which are critical, but that's not what I, it's not my expertise. So why am I going to jump into things where I don't know about them? Let the professionals handle them and let them, you know, give you peace of mind. And that's what you guys who give me. Who is your guys' um, mm-hmm. ideal client or who do you look for? Or how does somebody that's like, well, I, you know, I have, uh, um, I don't know what, what type of, you know, business. Maybe I'm a, another, you know, attorney or family law attorney, or I'm a chiropractor. I own a couple of grocery stores. Like what, what do you guys look for? Maybe they can't afford it. Like how do people find you and make it work when maybe they don't think they can afford a managed service provider? Right. So I think it's a good time to go back to why we started. Sure. Because what happened was my, almost my entire life, I've been in, interested in technology. And even when I was very young, when my mom or dad would come home and tell me, you know, this is what we're trying to do at work and it doesn't, you know, we can't figure it out. I'd get involved. I was doing spreadsheets for my mom when I was 10 years old because the hair salon she worked at, they actually couldn't figure out how to do it. And so I stepped in and I started doing that. And it was a good feeling to get paid to do something that most people don't know how to do, but it was even a better feeling to see the product of my work being implemented in their business and it make and it makes their business function better. And so from an early age, I discovered that I can put to use my love for technology to make other people's lives easier. And I think that's the big difference. There's a lot of people that are married to the idea of they kind of geek out over the technology, right? And they, they think it's cool to tinker with computers. That's not really what we want to do. What we want to do is find solutions. 
because we want to prepare. And it's, it's a tactical approach to technology. But what happened with me was I was working at a software engineering firm here actually in Roswell, Georgia. And even as a software engineer where I was expected to write code every day, I couldn't actually do my job. And it was really unusual. I'd go to work and the wireless network wasn't working properly or I would pick up the phone and something was wrong. We would check software out on the server and we couldn't connect to the server. And so I started asking questions. Why doesn't this work? We're a technology company, guys. We're a software sure. company. And yet our own technology doesn't work. How in the world should we expect that anybody should pay us for it? And we had pretty big clients. We had clients size, for example, like American Express or Delta using our product. And here we were a business of 30 people and we couldn't even get our technology in order. So that's kind of when it, when it really clicked in my mind that, you know what, for a business to function in this day and age where everything is technology related, you really have to preventatively look into what it is the business does and put all the pieces together and make sure that they actually function properly. And so I was doing a little bit of IT support for the actual business there, even though it wasn't my job. I left there and I started working at a university where I was managing 6,000 or so computers, hundreds of servers across multiple cities. And in doing so, it taught me a lot about prioritization. So for example, when every single user who calls us, it's always the end of the world. Every single user who calls us wants sure. <laughs> immediate support, right? right? And so we have to determine and understand how it is they do their job, what each employee actually does. So to us, it's not just a number. We're not just some 800 number that you call and you get a you know, foreign outsourced tech support person on the phone you can barely understand. For us, we actually know the people. We know what they look like. We know, we, in fact, we know their families really well, and it's very personal. So we understand if the office manager here at the Melman Law Group calls us, for example, I know exactly what it is she does every day. And it's an, inc it's an incredibly personal experience, so I know how to respond to it. I know how to prioritize it. She, I might need to put aside things I'm doing for clients that need to be done in a week to get what she needs to accomplish so that she can go back to doing her job, because if she can't, the entire business stops to function. But going back to the history, so... In, in doing technology for a large corporation like the university, what I discovered was there was a lot of technology that small and medium-sized businesses could not buy. It was outside of their budget. They didn't even, number one, they didn't even know they needed it. And number two, even if they knew they needed it, they couldn't afford it. So it, it got kind of the wheels turning in my mind of how do I connect those two dots? How do I bring enterprise-level technology and processes to the small and medium business. Well, it was easy in the enterprise because we had 30 people who worked in the IT department in that school across multiple offices. We, in fact, we had a fleet of trucks in our IT department. How do I bring that to a small and medium business? Most small and medium businesses, what they do is they have a problem and the principal of the business actually attacks the problem. So the printer doesn't work. Well, the attorney goes to fix a printer. Well, when that attorney is messing around with the printer, they're no longer being an attorney, are they? They're taking time out of their day to do something else. And as most of us know with attention spans and everything in the way they are, if you walk away from your task to go work on something else, even if that task that you've worked on, you, you spend 30 minutes on that printer, what it's actually done is hurt three, four hours of your productivity in, in total. And that's incredibly, and that's incredibly bad for. And you don't even know if they're doing more harm than good, trying to even fix the printer, you know, and I know it takes a lot of stress off of, um, David and Marina's shoulders, just knowing that you have someone to turn to, you know, we're not, uh, we don't have a hundred employees. You're like, Oh yeah, now it's time for a managed service provider. You know, um, there's a lot of things I'm sure that you guys 
find out about your clients, what their needs are, and certain things you can provide, whether that's a whole host of services or, you know, a few services, whatever, right, whatever exactly. it is they need. How do you, do you like meet with them, have a, a kind of a powwow consultation? Hey, this could be a good fit. How do you know somebody reaches out? Hey, I, you know, I need help with my technology. Um, you know, what does that look like? I guess from there, do you meet with them kind of go over everything? How does that work for like a potential client or someone listening to be like, Hey, maybe I should look into this. Maybe I want to give them a call or, you know, what would that look like? Right. So yeah, good question to, to answer that. And the earlier question, really the way I modeled all this was when I was in business school, I was interning at a law firm. And what I discovered was most it companies that come in really have no idea what it is that you do because they've never actually had those meetings. They've never actually explored so, you know, in asking what is our ideal client, our ideal client is a small and medium business that has, let's say, 100 or less employees. Sure. Majority of our clients have 25 employees. That's about the average. And to further your, to, to your point, it's actually even more important. If you're in a big corporation, if Coca-Cola has one person who can't do their job, it's not going to stop what Coca-Cola is doing that day, Right or if IBM has one or two people. Sure, in sure. fact, IBM could probably lose an entire team of 50 people in productivity for four hours and they won't even notice. It'll be a blip on the radar. But if a 15 person business has one person who can't do their job for 12 hours, that can be astronomical to them. And so it's even more important. When people tell me, well, I only have seven employees, I don't really need a managed service provider. Sure. My answer is actually, you need it more than a corporation with 20,000 employees does. Because each employee that you have is incredibly vital to the success of your business in an everyday, you know, um, in their impact to your business every day. So for us, what the first thing we do is we have an exploration meeting. We have a sure. consultation. It's free. Cool. There's no charge for it. Absolutely. Do you hear that, everybody? Free. <laughs> free. But don't take advantage of it. That's right. No, please take advantage of it. Please haul. <laughs> so, sure. so what happens is usually people will call us and say, I have a printer out. And we like to pick on printers. There's a lot of things. Or people, for example, with the coronavirus, the people will call and say, Suddenly, I'm finding that my employees have to work from home, but they can't see their computers from home. They have a lot of files on, you know, on the computer at work. They can't access it. We have proprietary software that runs at the office. They can't access that. In fact, without even going to the office, I have no idea if our internet's working. We can't access anything, and we definitely can't take phone calls. Well, for most business owners, if the phone's not ringing, you get depressed because then that means you're not talking to your clients. You're not, you don't have money coming in, right? And, or, for example, they'll say, well, you know, we have faxes that come in to the office, well, we can't see those faxes. And, and I know it's, it's hard to believe, but still there's some people out there, there's three people in all of Atlanta that still use a fax machine. Right, so, yeah, it's so easy how you guys set it up for us. So what we do is we go in there and we, the first thing out of that initial phone call is mm -hmm. when can we come on site and meet with you? We want to look at your infrastructure, but more importantly, I like to sit down in the meeting and just say, so Zach, tell me what it is that you and your position do every day, or David, what it is, you know, tell me what it is that your business actually does. And a lot of times clients will say, well, let, you know, let me tell you about who prints to what printer or the copy machine. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear what it is that your business actually does. And because a lot of what we do is based on process management, we come in there and we analyze how your business functions. Like I said, I actually have a business degree. I don't have a computer management degree you know, sure. so my, my sure. perspective is on, you know, our goal at the John Galt Group is to make sure that your business can function at 100%. And not just at 100%, our goal is to make sure that moving forward three quarters from now, your business functions at 110% because we sat down together as a team and came up with a plan. Hmm. And so 
we like to explore. We like to walk around the, the on-site location, talk to the different employees and find out how they do what they do every day. And once we have all that information, then we look at what is the best practice. Now, what are you, what are you currently doing? But more importantly, in our decades of experience, what is the actual best practice? And, and so in al- almost always, what I find is businesses are not doing the right thing. And because they're not doing the right thing, they're actually spending even more money than they should on a subpar system. And so the big differentiation is a lot of people will tell you in IT, well, you need to buy new routers and modems and servers. There's a lot of whiz bangery and buzzwords. Jargon. Yeah, none of that stuff matters to me. What matters to me is, do you need to answer the phone when you're not at the office or do you not need to answer the phone? If you do need to answer the phone, we'll make it happen. If you don't need to answer the phone, then why is that? And maybe could it help your business even 5% if your employees could suddenly answer the phone? Because if the answer is yes, then we're going to explore that. We're going to go down that road and we're going to figure it out. And so, you know, that's the big difference when I try to tell people, you know, we're professionals as a managed service provider versus the IT guy down the road that is hard to trust. You don't, you're not really sure what it is they do other than reactionary to the process. When something breaks, you call someone, they come in and fix right. it. Right. Yeah. You don't have a relationship with like your ele- an electrician or plumber or whatnot. You just call them when something breaks, but you guys are really kind of an extension of that business and helping them, you know, operate like you're saying at a hundred, hundred plus percent, um, which is really cool. Cause then you develop more of a relationship. It's one-on-one. You have a phone number like you're talking about, which is awesome. I guess a question people might ask is how do you keep it all secure with their information? Because Cassandra was talking about this earlier, just that people's technology information, uh, more specifically in data and stuff is, um, you know, very sensitive, especially if you're representing clients or you have people's account information. You have doctors, lawyers, I mean, you mm-hmm. have very sensitive information exactly. and, we, and we trust you with our client database. So I guess people would like to know how do you keep it secure? And uh, yeah, that's a great question, Zach. Yeah, so confidentiality is obviously a of prime importance to what we do. Much like when you go talk to your attorney and the attorney says, listen, what you tell me is, privilege information and it's and you need to be 100% honest with me so I can do my job or when you talk to your doctor and they say the same thing well with us it's exactly the same situation I like to tell our clients listen I have to know the entire situation I have to know exactly what's going on 100% of it or else we can't do our job and so you know unlike a lot of the the local IT guys or for example if you walk into a Best Buy or a Micro Center with your computer and you hand them your computer that is not HIPAA compliant for example, in the medical world, there's federal regulations, HIPAA and high tech, that regulate how your data is to be handled if you have patient information on it. And it's not FINRA compliant if you have a securities, you know, financial securities firm. So for us, for example, everything that we do, we make sure is HIPAA, high tech, FINRA, and PCI compliance, and among other things. But those are the kind of the big ones that at the federal level they've decided. So we have clients that are in the healthcare industries. So all the information that we deal with, all the services that we provide, we have to make sure the vendors that we use are properly vetted and that they have HIPAA compliance and best practices in place. And then all the services we provide for our clients who take credit card information, for example, have to be PCI compliant. And we have clients that are in the financial sector and they have the most regulation under FINRA and SEC regulations. So we have to make sure that we keep up with all those all the all those functions. Cassandra can talk more about how we're not just, and this is the big differentiation. A lot of people think, well, you know, it's just someone who fixes my computer at my office. And actually, we are not just in people's offices, but we're also in their homes with, you know, remote work. 
and with being on people's phones. So I'll let Sandra take over on yeah. that one. Something that I think really sets us apart in what we do is that there's a lot of training that goes into best practices and how to keep a business secure, not just in your relationship with us, but how can we take your process and make that even more secure? Make sure you're compliant and you're safe because you know, if we do everything in our job correctly, you should have 100% peace of mind in more areas than just can I connect to the internet. Um, agree. I mean, agree 100%. And what I like about you guys is I don't need to know what's going on. You guys just get it done. You know, it's like I don't need to understand your process, the process of the of the firm, this process. Like you've taken a process away from me that I don't, I don't need to. It gets done. You right. know, I, it's and it gets done in a great way. I worked for a company years back, and there was an IT company that they worked with local firm, but they would call them, and they would be calling him back four days later, and it's insane. I'm like, and our old boss Samir, he would freak out. He would go nuts over it. Kept wanting to switch it and switch it. And with you guys, you can call or Wendy just emails, and you guys create a ticket. And it's amazing because within a couple of hours, the response is there. So like you said, you prioritize what's, you know, what's huge, what's whatever. It's, you guys prioritize it. We never have an issue. Ticket's there. It's created. We know you've seen it. It's responded to, and it gets done. And then not only that, when it gets done, we get an email after saying it's been handled. And it's just smooth. I don't have time for extra headaches or even an hour of you explaining what you did because it gets done. You know, and talk, you're talking about time management and a lawyer being a lawyer or a doctor being a doctor. Like some people just love to talk. You just guys get it done. Just get it done. And that's why I get along so well with you because I don't have to worry right. about I that. I think we have a very similar philosophy yeah. when it comes to business. I spent my entire life learning how to provide healthcare. Similarly, we've spent an incredible amount of time between my background working in direct IT support in both large and small corporations. And of course, you know, with a business background, and Cassandra's background working for a large technology company providing support, you know, we both have had an incredible amount of experience when it comes to exactly what it is that we do. And so our job, you know, and that I keep going back to is to make sure people can do their job without having to geek out over the actual technology. It's not really as important. We just recently had a client call us and say, I have a huge problem. With everybody working from home, there's too many logins. You know, people don't know what the login and password is to all of our vendors. They have 30, 40 vendors. They, they, they log in on these websites daily. They're, they're ordering inventory. They're paying them and doing everything else they need to do to conduct their daily business, right? Well, the problem is websites, as you know, will say, oh, well, you need to change your password every 30 days or you've been locked out and so you need to create a new login. We right. send you emails. And so, what's, it, so it's creating a huge problem for them where password management suddenly came in. And so as soon as I heard the problem, I said, no problem. That's, that's not an issue at all. In fact, it's a huge opportunity to move to the next level. This is what we've been telling you guys for years. We can implement a password management technology that will actually create a unified infrastructure where your employees don't even have to know the login. All they have to know is I want to order, let's say, some N95 masks. I want to go to, let's say, a McKesson website, right? And I go to the McKesson website, I click on a little button, and it just logs me in. Incredible. I don't have to know the login. I don't have to know the password. And most importantly, when you bring a new employee on, you don't have to give them that information. Or let's say when an employee leaves, you don't have to worry about them walking away with your sensitive Good point. information. And so not that that's a positive topic, but it's, a re, it's, the, it's just a fact of Reality. life when it, in, in yeah. businesses. You have onboarding and offboarding. We're actually an integral part of the onboarding and offboarding 
process in our clients' businesses. Cassandra, let's say that, you know, somebody, they do the exploration meeting, everything sounds awesome, and they don't really know what to do after that. Like, what does the onboarding process or training look like um, when you guys kind of jump in the mix? Yeah, so there's two different parts of it that I think are really important, and it's the stuff that I get really excited about that we do. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the background. There's a lot of things we help prevent, uh, a lot of processes we make easier, but there's the first big chunk of it is that bringing us on as your managed service provider, or you'll hear people say MSP, um, is that it's essentially like having a CIO that works for your business now. So most small to medium-sized businesses aren't in a position to have somebody dedicated to just their technology. Huge businesses, let's say like Coca-Cola or Apple or IBM, all those people, they have teams and teams of people that handle this stuff, that double check each other, that make sure everything's compliant, and then whole separate teams that make sure that the compliancy team is being compliant. If you're a small business of 10 people, 15 people, 30 people, you can't have one position that's just making sure all those things are happening. So where we come in and we make it a lot easier for these businesses is that we handle all of those technology-related things for a bunch of different clients. So we're essentially those big business CIOs except for we break it up between a bunch of different people, which allows us to leverage a lot of different things. So one of those parts is that there's a lot of enterprise level software that we use to keep people safe from the things you probably hear a lot about, like ransomware, malware, and a lot of stuff you don't ever hear about, like being compliant in, let's say for example, Microsoft licenses, because this one comes up a lot for people. Let's say you're a business owner, you run a small shop, you have 10 employees, and you're like, well, we really need Microsoft. So you may think, hey, I'm just going to run up to Best Buy. It's where all my buddies go. It's where I've gotten my personal Microsoft from. You walk into Best Buy, you ask their employee, hey, I need Microsoft for work. They're going to hand you Microsoft. You're going to buy it. You're not going to think twice about what it is. So come to find out two, three years down the road, that person gets audited by Microsoft, and it turns out the whole time you had the wrong license. Well, you have no idea. You had the best intentions of making sure that your business was in good shape. Come to find out it wasn't a business license. And then we've actually had clients where, they came in, they audited them, and then they had to pay what would have been the business price for those Microsoft licenses from the very beginning of using it. If you can't tell them how long you've been using it, sometimes they'll just say, well, this is how many years back we're going to go. You've been in business for 20 years, so we're going to charge you for 10 because we don't know how long you've been using it or not. And so on both of those levels, we come in and we make sure not only that your technology is working well, but that there's a lot of stuff that we're going to think about that if it's not your job to do technology, it's just not going to cross your mind. That's why our clients are really good at doing what they're doing. And that's why we're really good with our technology is because it's what we think about all day. So there's a lot of dotting the I's and crossing the T's that people wouldn't think about. And, uh, and the, the part that I really appreciate that her department does is training. And it's absolutely incredible. So I'll let her talk a little bit about what makes, what makes the, us different than people who simply throw a product at you. Sure. In terms of these days with Microsoft Office, particularly Microsoft Teams for group collaboration or Microsoft Planner and how she was able to put that all together. In fact, how she even went on site recently to Gulf Shores, Alabama for a client because we, you know, we twisted our arm. We said, if you have to go to the beach to talk to a client and provide on-site training, it's pretty incredible. Not very often these days you get someone who's willing to travel to your location in the middle of everything going on with the coronavirus and to train your staff and get them to be more productive. So I'll let her take over on that. So with, with training with what we do, so this is probably my favorite part of everything that we do. It sets us apart from a lot of technology people because so I don't know if you guys have ever been to, let's say, an Apple store to get something fixed, a Best Buy to get something worked on. 
any of these places where you're like, why well, don't I'm just going to take on my piece of technology and have them help me? I don't know about you, but I've worked at those kind of companies. And I think everybody that ever came to me and was like, well, I don't know, this just isn't working. They're frustrated. They're angry. And then on the employee side, you've got a boss that's telling you, hey, you've got five minutes to talk to this person about, you know, the six months of problems that they're having. You've got them. They got to get in and out and that's it. So you don't, nobody really gets to learn about how to do these things, learn what the process should be, learn how to make their lives easier. So I've had a lot of fun going in with a lot of our clients and changing how they're productive, what their process looks like, trying to figure out not just what's everybody doing right now and how can we train them, but what do we want our process to look like five years from now? And let's start training everybody now to put everything in place so that five years from now, when you get where you want to be, you're already doing all the things that you need to be doing. Sure. So a huge part of that is in training. Another part of it is in being preventative with a business. So especially right now with a lot of people, they're working from home. They're doing a lot of things that they've never done before. They're taking calls from home. It's changed how people function in their business, but it's also changed the security level that needs to be, I guess, looked into for most people. So if you're working from home and you're connecting to a network, you're using, maybe you're connecting to your work computer. Maybe you're just sitting at home on your home Wi-Fi network and you're logging into a whole bunch of different systems for work. It's something that I think people haven't really thought about maybe quite enough yet that we've worked really hard with all of our clients to make sure that they're safe. It's just because something's going on in the world doesn't mean that everything else that can go wrong has stopped happening. That doesn't mean there's no hackers. That doesn't mean there's no ransomware. All of those things are still a problem. So it's something that we go in and we make sure everybody's set up correctly. If not worse, you know, it could be even worse now. Right, exactly. It's it's opening up a huge window now for hackers to be like, well, everybody's on their home network. Nobody's home network has these enterprise level security programs on it. Well, absolutely. Let's go send it in and let's start sending emails. Hey, your ID has been locked. Please insert your password. And people do. And then they're getting hacked. So training has been both for making sure that everybody's employees know how to correctly protect themselves and the business they're working for that way, but also just training them on how to make sure that their process is good with what they're doing in their day. And when I say process, I mean, those employees are going in, they're turning on their computer at home. How are they communicating with other employees? So how are they saying, hey, this is what we need to do today, guys. This is uh, what tasks came in. This is what clients we need to work with. This is who we need to call. How are they picking up their cell phone and calling the people that they need to talk to? How are they communicating with the boss saying, hey, this is what we got done today. How's the boss communicating with them and saying, hey, this is what you need to do today. So there's a lot of Microsoft programs that we come in and we start training people on. Like Parham mentioned, for example, Microsoft Teams. Teams goes in, you can chat, you can share documents, you can set up calendar appointments with people, you can even video chat. So where a lot of people are using things like Zoom, which I think is very overcomplicated and it's very hard to teach people how to use that have never used video chat, you can go in with Microsoft Teams and you can chat with somebody that has it or not. There's web interfaces. So I go in and I train people how to use those and how to make it really easy. And then I get to sit down with all of our clients and say, hey, this is, this is how we're going to make your life a lot easier. Or right now, maybe not an in-person meeting, but maybe we're getting on the phone with these people and we're showing them how to make their lives a little bit easier right now. Oh, and it's very helpful. Even like when onboarding, we get a new um, employee to start. Your first thing is, David, don't do anything. Do nothing. Like, give us the box. You've actually picked up a laptop box that's still in the box from my home, picked it up and taken it away, and I get it back and everything is there. Every antivirus, any Microsoft, everything is on there the way it needs to be done. The IT nanny. It's insane. And the only, yes. not only that, it's, it's already synced to the, to the printer of four different printers in the office, you know. And your exact words are do nothing. Don't even open the box. 
Because the second I touch it, I'm going to do something wrong or I'm going to open it and I'm going to start, you know, logging in or letting it do its initial phase. And there's things there where you guys also clean it up where there's so much junk on there too to make it go faster and more smoother because there's so much junk that it comes with. And you guys know exactly what's not needed and you get it from the beginning. Right. So one thing that's incredible to me is how often people just use consumer grade security software on their business computers and it, it doesn't work well. There's a lot of problems with it. Most importantly, that there's nobody that's really paying attention to what it's actually doing. You can install McAfee or Norton on your on your work computer, and do you actually understand when it tells you that it that it picked up a PUP or a PUM? What what does that even mean to most people? Most people have no idea, right? Do you, is, do you have any idea? No, is, is, <laughs> I was there's a documentary on McAfee. Is he a psycho? Was it, is, <laughs> he's a very interesting. He's character. A, he was like insane. What he does, like his rituals. <laughs> no, I, it was weird. A couple of days ago, I he, saw he it. Bites he bites off was, like shark heads and stuff. Yeah, like. he does some crazy stuff. But that's <laughs> but, all I know about McAfee. Yeah. So, so when it comes down to is, you know, we not only use yeah. the software, but we actually understand what it means. But the one of my favorite success stories with businesses is, and in fact, this was a recent situation here where something happened and. And overnight, one of the attorneys needed, the computer needed attention to something. So our software monitors all your assets 24-7. So it, it could be 2 o'clock in the morning, you're asleep. And you think about, if I told most of our clients or most business owners, if I said, you shouldn't have an alarm at your business, you shouldn't have cameras at your business, and in fact, you shouldn't even have a lock on the door, they would look at me like I have six eyeballs, right? Well, not paying attention to your technology assets is actually just as bad, if not worse, because if you go into work, imagine if you walked into the Melman Law Group tomorrow and every single computer was not working. That would be catastrophic, to say the least, right? Sure. Or imagine if you were open, you know, a doctor's office and the phones don't work, the computers don't work, the printers don't work. Well, you know, you, you probably at that point would just call the patient and say, okay, not today. So what we do is our software keeps an eye on it 24-7 and we make sure that everything is 100% functional. We've had so many situations where a hard drive is failing and that gives us the opportunity to make sure, number one, is our backup solution properly operational, make, you know, to go in there and double check it. Because, of course, as with technology, as everyone knows, don't ever rely on automated systems working. So we make sure we keep a close eye on all those systems. And then, of course, respond to it. There are so many situations where at 2 o'clock in the morning, we'll get a notification that something has went wrong. We even go on site if we have to, fix the problem. The attorney or whoever sits down at their desk at 9 a.m., they have no idea we were even there other than we left them a note and maybe a chocolate bar saying, you know, yeah. have a great day. But everything's functioning. Right. They might even have a brand new computer, but everything's functioning for them. Sure. And that to me is the huge success story, you know, and that's the big difference is, again, it goes back to just it lets you go back to what you do, what you like to do best. And it's a lot like, and this is why I think David and I get along so well, because over the years I've watched him where he goes out of his way. It's absolutely mind blowing to me. He'll pick up a phone at three o'clock in the morning. Who who does that? What law firm answers the phone at three o'clock in the morning? We have to. We do it. I can't even get a law firm to answer their phone at four in the afternoon. Three, three sure. PM. <laughs> that, that would be just David Melma. That's it. His law firm. I think they're the only one. Yeah, oh man, no, Cassandra, I'm gonna get in trouble for that. Uh, Marina picks it up too at four in the morning. Okay, sorry. The, the law firm is a yeah, whole, yeah. Right? But you know, but, but yes, you guys have level been of dedication there. 100. percent That's what it comes down to care, and that's why we work with you guys. And it's amazing. Like I can rest, I can have peace of mind and it's done. And you guys handle it. I'm thankful for it. And as long as I have a business that's open and anything I do, you guys will be a part of it. Um, I'm sure everyone's going to want to know where can they find you? How do they get a hold of you? How do they get that consultation? How do, how, yeah, how? explain that? Go ahead. So obviously the easiest way you can hop on our website. So John There's a little contact button up at the top. You can click it. That comes right to us. 
Uh, and then it's just the same name everywhere else. So Instagram, Facebook is John Galt Group. Uh, we are not John Galt Group, the trucking company. Anybody <laughs> listening? Anybody <laughs> sure, Google sure. find something? Yeah, look for that logo that's behind uh, Cassandra. That one. Of, for yep. those on the video. So you... Look yeah, for the d- Atlas logo. We'll have on it linked. It. We'll have it linked to this video as sure. well. For yeah, everybody you just to, Google to the John Galt Group. I think you can text me or call me too because I have both of their numbers, and I'll give you their I'll give you their info. Yeah, right by away. all means, first hire yeah. first hire the Melman Law Group, and then they'll tell you how to get in, in <laughs> exactly. Get in touch with us. No, no, exactly. I meant, no, I meant if any business owners are watching <laughs> oh, this, perfect. Uh, text me. I'll give you their info anytime. Yeah, you know what? I think, four in the morning. I, I think a big a, a big part of it to kind of wrap it up on our end is we have a very close relationship with our clients. For sure. You know, uh, it's the only reason David has our personal cell phone numbers. <laughs> That's and right. there's Rumi's kitchen. I smell it here. That's because we, have, we love him so we much. We have some we dinner coming too. That's right. So we we That's have awesome. a very close personal relationship with our clients. It's not just a matter of fixing their printers. You know, for us, every one of our clients, we, we vet incredibly closely. I like to say no more than I like to say yes to new clients because when we bring someone on, it's, it's an incredibly close, um, privacy situation, confidentiality situation. It's and very it's, much a relationship with our clients. It's absolutely a relationship. We, right, we exactly. can't, we're not going to bring someone on who, you know, the way I look at it is, would I do business with this company? And if the answer is anything other than a 100% yes, then I don't do it. And so all of our clients to us are family. We, we know them very well. We know their, we go to their Christmas parties, you know, when, when their kids have a bar mitzvah, you know, sometimes we're there, you know, and we're actually in all of our clients' homes for the most part. You know, we set up their video systems when their kids need something for school on a computer. A lot of times they'll call us, you know, and we'll make sure. it work. And so that's, that to me is a big deal. If, you know, it, when you reach out to us, you're not really reaching out to the guy who's going to fix your printer. What you're doing is you're saying, I really want to take my business to that next level, right? It's like buzzwords, but it's actually true is I want to be a part of this community. And that's kind of why we're, you know, that's why we're here. It's really cool. Here we have the Melman Law Group, but now they have a podcast. And how neat is that, you know? And it's, and, and it's giving back to the community. It's interfacing these businesses together. And that's exactly what we like doing is, is talking to our clients on a much more personal level. So if, sure. you know, when you, when you look at your business and that's what you see, that's when you want to call us. When you say, okay, I'm ready to just, I don't just want to talk about printers. I want to talk about what it is that I'm missing in my business. And that's when you go, like I said to, or like Skinner said, to Google, type in the John Gall group or go to Bing for those who use Bing. and Or text and me at four in the morning and I'll give you their info. That's right. Yeah. Will, yeah. Text I'll David. Up. We're up at four o'clock in the morning too. We'll text them back at four o'clock. That's, right. that's fine. Yeah. He doesn't sleep. Like, you <laughs> know, ever. you yeah. guys, yeah. So, uh, we, yeah, it's absolutely a 24 seven operation because at four o'clock in the morning, we're fixing, we're fixing hard drives and printers. And by six o'clock in the evening, we're sitting at Rumi's kitchen with David and Having you a know, nice meal. Bread. So right. I want to thank you guys so much for coming out here. Yeah, most definitely. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, thank thanks. you for it's everything you do in our office, our friendship outside the office. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I mean thank that. you. Thank, thank you. you guys. Thanks,